cliffcentral.com Unleashed with Kahisa Murupi Unleashed with Kahisa Murupi Hi Kahisa, this is Mamhilda Tobata from the Ma Hotel Queens Kahisa, I must say, I must tell you I'm really, really, really terribly disturbed about Brahu Masikel. These Obrahu, they are our real, 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 real South African musicians. Obrahu, when they, they were doing their music, we were still at school very, very young. Really, South Africa, we have really lost a big, the best talented musician, Brahu. Really, I must say, I'm crying. We've just lost Abu Jonimekwa and the rest of them. And now, today is Brahio. It is so painful, really. May his soul rest in peace. that comes from Namibia and Malawi. There's a train that comes from Zambia and Zimbabwe. There's a train that comes from Angola and Mozambique. From Lesotho, from Botswana, from Swaziland. From all the hinterlands of Southern and Central Africa, this train carries young and old African men who are conscripted to come and work on contract in the golden mineral mines of Johannesburg and its surrounding metropoli. 16 hours or more a day for almost no pay. Deep, deep, deep down in the belly of the earth when they are digging and drilling for that shiny, mighty, evasive stone or when they dish that mishmash mash food into their iron plates with the iron shovel or when they sit in their stinky funky filthy flea ridden barracks and hostels they think about the loved ones they may never see again because they might already have been forcibly removed from where they last left them or wantonly murdered in the dead of night by roving and marauding gangs of no particular origin we are told they think about their lands and their herds that were taken away from them with the gun and the bomb and the tear gas and the gatling and the cannon. And when they hear that choo-choo train, a chugging and a pumping and a smoking and a pushing and a pumping, crying and a steaming and a chicken and a what? They always curse and they curse the coal train. The coal train that brought them to Johannesburg. (laughs) 
Welcome to it. Welcome to it. As we start the new year and uh, all of us had uh, New Year's resolutions and we are all just uh, planning for the year. But unfortunately, we had to say uh, goodbye to a legend. You know, a baobab tree has fallen. And that's what the minister says. You know, uh, we lost uh, a legend uh, and uh, you know he passed away yesterday uh, peacefully and uh, you know he finally gave in to the battle with uh, prostate cancer and today we're just dedicating this entire show to him you know and uh, we're just going to be taking your voice notes but uh, as usual we're not going to change uh, how the show works uh, we, we've got uh, you know someone that uh, knew him very well and, and, and that's what I like about it. You know, we've got someone that, that spent a lot of time with him. We've got, and he's not just anybody, but he's also, you know, one of the best composers in this country, one of the best musicians in this country. You know, um, he's, he's composed and directed and he's worked with your freshly grounds, your stimulus, your Ray Piri, your, your, your Ringo Majingosi, and the list goes on. And he worked with Brahu, Ladysmith, Black Mambazo. And we've got none other than, um, I don't know what to say, Niti, Taima, Khrutmane, you know, Rikiri <laughs> Baba, but ladies and gentlemen, Upravik Masondo is in the house. Ah, yeah. <laughs> How are you, Upravik? Hey, I'm very good. Yeah, I mean, you're so stylish, yeah. you know, you're so stylish, and that's why, like, <laughs> How are you no, doing? No, very good, man. I'm good, man. I'm yeah, good, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's slash us wheel. Hey, man, it's a library. It's a whole library. It's a whole library. And you know, this tree, Maiwa, it mm. has definitely made noise. Yeah. Across bit. the world, and not just in, in South Africa, but across the yeah, world. And, yeah. and as someone that, you know, has worked very closely with him, who, someone who was just a friend, you know, even, mm. even, even outside of music. Mm. Mm. We've just heard, you know, uh, Mamto Batla from, from our Tela Queens. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. want to know, where, where are you right now? You know, um, I must say, first, I was in a stage of like, uh, it, it shocked me that I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. In other words. <laughs> it shocked you that you were shocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I knew, I saw it coming. I managed to visit Oprah even at the hospital. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw him there, I was really like, okay, get, you know, get yourself prepared, you know, yeah. and, and that, you know, it, it didn't look good. Yeah. So, yeah. and, but he was still himself, you know, he was like a fighter. So he fools you with that. He used to fool you with that because <laughs> he could fight anything. He looked like, yeah. you know, he was, he was getting ready to put up a fight for this as yeah. well. But, you know, it's starting to settle now to say, oh, wow, it really just like, psh, that's yeah. It. yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's prostate cancer for you. Yeah. You know, I also lost my dad to prostate cancer and, mm. and he was also bubbly. Mm, and you mm. get to realize that at some point, you know, you get to a point where you say, no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but take us back, you know, take us back. Cause you know, the, the whole point of today's show is, is obviously when, when a giant like Brahu passes mm-hmm. on, you know, you've got a lot of people in media and a lot of people, and some people can see it as people stealing the spotlight, yeah. you know, but we never get to talk to the people that actually 
knew him, mm-hmm. that sat with him, that probably had a whiskey with him, right? <laughs> you know, and that yeah. probably had a whiskey mm. with him. We want to see it from the normal Joe in the streets. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I have to tell you, when I look around and, and just the mood in the country, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of reminds me of the time when we just found out that Nelson Mandela passed on. Exactly. Yeah. And it feels like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Take us back. Take mm-hmm. us back. Where when I know Prahun, we are happy, man, and we are happy. You know, because um, <laughs> I know there's a lot of stories. I can just see <laughs> it as Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Prahun. The first time I met him, it was still like in the in your late eighties, yeah, early nights. And um, I met you, Prahu, and I was like, you know, I met him on the other side, of course, and and. Uh, for who he was, yeah, he just came across as, hey, you know, no big deal. This is me. Yeah, he out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was just blown blown over by just the character of Ibrahim. Yeah. And then uh, later on, then we have uh, do Mama Keba come back to the country. Haha. And on when she arrived back in the country, she wanted to do a new album. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was called actually to come and produce. Yeah, let's album. call the maestro. Yeah, so, that's you. <laughs> Don't play it nice. Don't play. It. Let's call the maestro. Yeah, call Vic. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he have a nickname for you? Um, yeah, no, he, he used to just call me Mason. Is he Mason? Yeah, yeah. You so, know, um, so he was like, let's call Mason. Yeah, he just yeah. used to call me Mason. I mean, but you never knew what would come out of his mouth. Whenever he saw him. And, yeah. and we, we had lots of internal jokes. Yes, in our own private jokes. So he'd always just throw. You know, he would call you. And just use a joke that nobody else in the me. building knows. Yeah. And it's just deliberate. You're the only one falling apart and he's just yeah. standing there like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and yeah. so Mama Keva comes to the country. Yeah. And uh, Ubrahim also, you know, was now going to be working on the, he had some songs in there. Yeah. He's also going to be a co-producer in, in, in working on the album as yeah. well. So I had Ubrahim in the studio and I tell you what. Uh, I've never laughed that much in my whole yeah, entire yeah. Life, you know, <laughs> Where to actually say, okay, I think we do need to work. Yes, right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as the long, uh, yeah, as yeah. The music. Yeah, as music. Yeah, and, not and, comedians, yeah. Yeah, you know, but yeah. now we're talking about, you know, it, that was, that happened in the ninth, yeah, actually that was 89. Yeah. So we did the album and then album is finished and then gave, and, and from that, from then on, you know, Ubrahim, Ubrahim would always, Latch on to you as a human being. Yeah. And yeah. You, yeah. you are in front of him. You're the only person in front of him. Yeah. And he used to give you that kind of attention. Yes. That made you feel like you're the only person. And, you know, besides the, what we know, the craziness of jokes and all yes. those things, Brahu used to adopt this attitude of, if I see you, I'm going to father you. As okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll give you wisdom. I'll advise you through my experiences. I yeah. will teach you. You know, and did and he bring that across, or, or you know, uh, there's some people who just have that aura where you actually want them to father you. Exactly. Yeah. No, no bro. You never ask for permission. He'll come and look at you and say, "This is what I will do." Yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you're gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not choice. No, yeah. no, no, no choice. Yeah. But you know, and you know, we worked so well in 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 in, in that album, and then he would sit down and just be able to say, "Masanda, there are a few things I wanted to not do." You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Avoid substance, yeah, because I know about it, yeah, yeah, so and avoid which is something that was open yeah. about. Yeah, he said, "Look, uh, you can see how messed up the rest of your friends are." Yeah, and don't go there. You know, I see you've not, you haven't touched it. You're not messing with it. Just don't start. Yeah, sugar lap. And you know, straightforward. You yeah. know, 
And and so I'll be like, okay, you know, I'd appreciate this, you know, and and he would he would stay on you though, you know, to make sure that it's, it's not just like <laughs> yeah, he would father you, you know, as he, you say. He, yeah. he could joke about it, but yeah. he'd come back and say, I hope you got it that yeah. I was serious about that. Yeah, and I'm still know? checking. Oh yeah, I'm checking on you, you know. And that's right, you. And also, you know, then he would friend you. He'd just be your friend yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. And so. But just, you know, and, and all of those things, and then the history. Oh my. The goodness. history. Ah. I think that's, that's what people want to, know. and, and, and it's, it's, ah. it's the history. Yeah. You know, because we, we really didn't get to understand who this man is in the country. Yeah. You know, you talk yeah. about, you know, him and Louis Armstrong, that is him and Miles you know, Davis. Miles Davis and all. Yeah. I mean, he's relating to stories and, you know, and you're thinking about all these icons of people that, you know, that yeah. you knew. And Brahu used to stand out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I remember at that time I was, I was a youngster and myself, I was standing in front of giants like Mama Keba and yeah, yeah. also in front of me was another jazz legend, Dizzy Gillespie. You yes, know? yes. So I'm yeah. working as a musical director for that part of the show yeah. and I'm getting to learn from him and I hear when he talks about Brahu. Yeah. Like, you know, he's talking about, he's saying, you know, he's talking about a God. He said, you know, the he's man. talking about it. Yeah. He's talking about the man. Yeah. Now the man has got a big sound. He said, I love the African sound. You, you know, you know when you, when you say that, I remember <clears throat> just listening to one of his interviews and he was talking about, you know, him and, and Miles Davis and the mm. traveling, you know, uh, obviously abroad. And he used to, you know, M- Miles would, would, would play. Mm. But, but when he started playing, Miles was like, that's the one. I want that sound, you know. Yeah. That's mm. that's the sound that I want, and and he kept just being authentic, mm-hmm. right? Mm, and, yeah. and and obviously, I, I want to know with just working with him. Mm, mm. Do you think that he 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 just brought that up across, you know, the world? And is that why the world actually fell in love with him because he was authentic like that? Yeah, you see, because um, Oprah Hill was not um, the kind of conventionally trained. Yeah. As much as he did get into, the, you know, I mean, he did study, he did do all of those things yeah. later on. Yeah. But how he started the instrument was natural. Yeah. And so for him, he wanted to get the best sound out of this instrument. Yeah. So he went beyond what your normal at school being at taught. School. Yeah. You yeah. know, he just yeah. he just wanted to hear something from it. him. Yeah. And he went to a, a place where those who are schooled would say, "How did he do? How did he get that sound? Because you know, you must know it's there's a difference." Uh, in, in trumpet and flugelhorn. He yes. used the flugelhorn a lot. Yeah. And the flugelhorn is a, is a different animal to trumpet. It's just, you know, it's different. Yeah. So, but when you heard him play the flugelhorn yeah. and the sound would feel like it's surrounding you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I'll be like, wow, the, it's, it's amazing. It's you know? amazing how he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I was to stand, I would stand in, in my working with a, a man like Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. And, and, and I would listen to the sound of him. You know, I mean, he used to be like mesmerized. And it's that same thing that again, it feels like he's filled the one room. And so Oprah, you had that. Yeah. He had that. You just play and it'd be like, my goodness, I, I don't get to hear that all the time. Yes. You know, you know, you just saying this. Mm. It's, it's you painting this picture and, and, and you're probably wondering why I'm just so excited. It's because <laughs> I, I'm getting to understand the man himself, mm-hmm. you know, and not mm. just a, a TV or, yeah, or, yeah. or just the CD or what I listened to, yeah. you know, and, and I like the fact when you say, which, you know, standing out. Exactly. He, he, exactly. he was just a man that would stand out. Yeah. He was a standout, you know, it, 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 because his music was more than just, it was the extension of his life. Yeah. Because Ubrahu really lived. <laughs> like, yeah, he lived. He lived. He lived. I mean, a lot of the times we were not aware 
people like the Crusaders that would have not known about the Crusaders if it, if was it wasn't not for Ibrahim. Because they were under his label. Did you ever get a chance to, to go on the road with him? I, I, actually, you know what? We, we, we recorded a jazz album with Ibrahim. <laughs> no, no, no. I like that smile already. And then, yeah. And then, Here comes the stories. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, we, we went to the Cape Town Jazz Festival. Yeah. To go and perform. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, during the recording of the album on its own. Yeah. The, the, the information that I got, because you, you, you record, record, record after we're recording, then it's time to sit down. Now, Brahim has to like, okay, let's eat, you know, and just, and, yeah. and, and relax. Yeah. And the, 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 the time of music. Yeah. Was even bigger lesson than the time the of music. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, you know, I, I mean, you'd be sitting there and just listen to Brahim and be like, I, I, I don't know what to do with this, all this information. And, yeah. but you know, He's the, he's the finest person. Life is not too serious with him. Yeah. It must be simple and be lived well. There's one thing that people say about Brahu. They mm. say that he had no filter. No, no, no. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> you know, th- you just the, put it as it is. No, that's the best thing I loved about him. Yeah. If you're in front of him and when he turns around and walks, yeah. you do not need to wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. Because you heard it. And what he's going to say behind you. Yeah. Back. And no, if, he will say it straight to you. No, no, no. You tell it straight. If you mess up, Brahu will tell it straight in your face. Listen, this is messed up. Yeah. Because of this and this and this, and I would don't want to see it again like that. Boom, done. Finish. Take it or leave it. Yeah. That's it. You know, you know, I just, just going back to what you said, and, and I think what we need to learn, Wutu Brahu didn't call, I mean, he went later on to the conventional school yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. But what, what, I mean, I, what I learned from this is mm. the fact that he says, Wuti, touching uh, Doyen's way, and then go and still learn about it. So yeah. it's like going to university. A lot of the youth today, we go to university, we come out, and then we're hoping that we're just going to get a job. But we're actually not using mm-hmm. what we've learned there to make it our own. Exactly. You know, I wish we could have another show. Yeah. <laughs> just to talk about young people and university yeah. and waiting for employment. And yeah. But anyway, we'll have that. I want to I, I I just, just, just to touch back mm. because, you know, he, he fought for us in the struggle. Yeah. You know, I just... I mean, take us through that and make people understand that when they say Guti, he's, he's an apartheid, you know, um, activist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did he do that through his music? I mean, we know he did it through his music, but how? Take us through that. You know, um, when, when Brahu went overseas, um, with the whole thing sometimes of the word exile, I don't think we kind of understand what the rest of exile means. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, being, it, it can be exotic. To be, you know, first accommodated by a country, you know, like you sit in New York and they say, "Oh, you can come and stay here yeah. for the first week, the second yeah. week, the third week, and the fourth week." When reality hits, hits you that you can't go home, yeah, then you start to make home out of what is not home, yeah, and then you finding out that apartheid was not only what happened in South Africa; yeah. it's not what like happened even in, in the U.S. because you had the same people, the same opposition. Of certain people who fought against, yeah, you know, there, there was yeah. a lot of struggling that was going on as well in exile, you know. Mm. And um, for Oprah Hugh, I mean, you know, um, you know, including when he was doing well in life, when yeah. police decided to come and raid his house, yeah, and you know, plant a couple of things that were not there, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all yeah. those things. There yeah. are certain times yeah. where some people let you let him know, hey, listen, yeah. you're not all that you think you are, yeah, you've come here and we'll discipline you, yeah, and also the. Still knowing that at the back of your head, someone may still be following you. Yeah. 
everywhere you go. Yeah, because I mean, we, we've had some people who just had some a, a car accident, you know. Yeah, a car yeah. just hit we, this guy. Yeah. You're thinking, hmm. how did it hit him? Now you are standing at the lights, and he just kind of fell to the uh, In, into hmm. into the road, and then did the, you yeah. look who's behind him? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, in yeah. other words, you know, you had to have a panoramic view even when you're outside. You had yeah. to think very hard Be- because you see, when 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 I provoke is that uh, when people say exile, and I like the fact mm. that you you know you narrating with you. What did our musicians and what did our politicians had to go through while mm-hmm. they were that side? Yeah. I mean, Oprah, you traveled with with like Owar Tambo. Yeah. How 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 was the relationship? I mean, do you know how the relationship was between him and Owar Tambo? And he there's also talks about you know Mandela sending him a letter. Yeah. You know, from prison, mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. that you know I wanna I wanna have a conversation with you, and that's yeah. how that that song just came about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would yeah. see, uh, country. What was it? Um, uh, bring back. No, it wasn't bring back Nelson Mandela, but it was. It was Uti, uh, you know, uh, I want to see Mandela. Yeah. Right? That song. Yeah. So I, I want to know how, how did he get really involved in the politics? Was he forced into it or, or what? No, you know, Brahu by nature has been an activist. Yeah. You know, he, he's an underdog fighter. Yeah. Just by nature. So being a South African, he went there because his whole thing was, you know, there are things you couldn't say here. Yeah. Because even the uh, media was very, very well controlled. Yeah. They showed things that they wanted the world to see. Yeah. You know? So what, what happened is if you started opposing yeah. that which is being painted by the South African government outside, yeah. the then South African government, if you started opposing what they are painting inside yeah. and showing them, no, this is the real how people are living, yeah. then that's when people will come for you. Because now you, then they say, no, South Africa, you know, blacks are just needing some discipline or, and some of the men are always wild, but you know, things are changing in the country. Yeah. And then when you come and say they are not changing, here's what you do not know. And so all of a sudden you are surrounded by the opposition because you must know apartheid yeah. was not only about people who were, what was going on in South Africa. There were those who were benefiting. Yes. From it. From it. Internationally. Internationally. And yeah. they knew everything about what was going on. And they knew who was in the country. Exactly. Hmm. So, you know, knowing who, knowing that you're out there fighting who you do not know, plus yeah. who you know, yeah. is not as easy as it looked. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's so many stories that, that I can tell you now, but it's just, yeah, it's just unbelievable. We are hanging out with another legend who's talking about another legend, a fallen legend, but I think his music lives on. You know, uh, you're listening to Unleashed and we're on cliffcentral.com. Send us your voice notes on 079. Seven four eight two zero nine zero, and you know I just want to play you some of the voice notes that that we got from from some of you know the people that lived with with Brahu mm. and, and and had fun with him. Let's take a listen. When I stop and think about um, Brahu, I um, think back to 1998. I was involved in a project called Pakamani, and we had decided to do a fundraiser asking musicians to come and cook their favorite meal and then guests would come, invited guests would come and purchase the meals and um, and have an evening of fellowship and eating. This was over near the Alexandra area. And so artists came out and Brahu, Ray Perry, Faith Kekana, Ivan Chaka Chaka, Spongelu Komalo, just a real um, great outpouring for Pakamani, which was to be and did become a music business um, curriculum uh, course to be shared. 
And when I think back now, bro, Hugh and Ray were in the kitchen, Ray Perry, cooking up a storm. The interesting thing is that everybody ate the food, so there was very little, the cooks ate the food, and there was very little left over for the guests. But my that was really my first um, opportunity to spend some quality time. And after that particular event, any time I was in hearing distance, whether it be a festival or at the market theater or some program, he would seek me out. Hey, Cece, are you okay? And he was always checking and make sure that um, the decision to move and live in South Africa was one I was still comfortable with. And so through the years, my relationship with him was based upon his caring about me. So I have fond memories. I have good memories. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, I want to ask uh, Pravik. Yes. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Who so, was that? So yeah, I, I can see you guys have been busy, huh? Mm, yeah, we're busy. Who yeah. was that? Yeah, Who the, that? that is Mrs. Masondo. That's right? Mrs. Yeah, Masondo. Yeah. That, you must say that's my girl. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm so interested because you said you know uh, he was more of like a father. Mm. What mm. role do you think he played in 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 your marriage? No, he, he, he'd always, you know, look, uh, because Brian, he knew both of you and you both knew him, right? Yeah. But, 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 is someone who also was, you know, he was with married to an American woman before. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a couple of advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you deal with Americans. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he had a few advice, but you know, he was very much like loving, supporting, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Brahil would just do things very easily. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, he didn't make a big deal out of it, but he'd say, hey, watch A, B, and C. But, you know, yeah. hey, yeah. whenever he saw me, he would ask about, hey, when he saw her, he'd ask about, about me. you. Yeah. So he, that, that's in itself is almost like the conscious thing in the, in the back of a mind that I'm looking out for both of you. you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I heard something, you know, I mean, mm. I don't know if I can ask this, but I mean, I can. I mean, I, I mean, Brian, he was a charmer boy, right? <laughs> and, and yeah. apparently, I mean, he was a charmer boy. Yeah. And, and how was it, you know, just, uh, did you ever hang out with him and your wife and, and maybe in somebody else? Well, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about, I mean, you know, if it's boy talk now. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, yeah. Uh, whenever it was me and, uh, and my wife and him, he would always be, Behaved, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've been with him when it was just me and him, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, I remember we were with also Larry Willis, the pianist, yeah. And and somebody came on to Brahe, yeah. Know? I mean, you know, the, it just always happened like that too, yeah. And yeah. This woman just came and started, you know, just being all over him, and he, and yeah. I just saw him doing his little smile, yeah. And he comes back into the room and he said, "Home." I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my son. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I had no able, I saw no yeah. able. He said, well, you know, I think she was just trying to be generous. Yeah. You know, so, so, let, let, let's stop it right there because this is radio and, the, and this is data. Yeah. Too. But I think, you know, you know, you know, you know, Brahim, I'm, I'm at Brahim mm. and mm. there's this aura mm. about him. Mm. 
you know, and and it's something that uh, you don't you don't just get, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and did, do you think that uh, I mean, did, did at any point did he take advantage of his aura, or did he even know that he had this this aura about him? You know, the big thing about Brian Hugh was he yeah. was a very um, he was a very humble human being. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people may, may disagree with me. Yeah. So, he, he, whenever the one thing about his stature would come through, if somebody kind of treated him like a superstar, he would kind of tone it down on your person. Yeah. And start relating human. You know? Yes. He would not allow you to treat him like that. Yes. He didn't like it when people were doing that whole thing to him. He'd be like, come on. Tone it down. I'm yeah, just here. I'm just here. Yeah, and, and, and um, yeah, it's either we're gonna talk at that level or we're gonna talk at this level. Yeah, which no, level we, do you want? You know, but he would always just want to relate to everybody. Like, can we all be human? Yeah, you know? yeah. The kind of person is in. Oh, I was talking to bro. Welcome, Swami. When he'd come to visit them in Brooklyn, he would never come but climb out of a limo. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. just go in and, and just get in a cab and come out of a cab and just uh, use the subway. Yeah. And, uh, and people are like, oh my goodness. And it's like, come on. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, bra, welcome, so me and, mm. and I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say bra, you yeah. know, because I'm in the space. I'm, I'm in the space. Uh, we've, we've got him on the line. Mm, okay. Uh, bra, welcome. Yes. A yes. legend, a legend, a legend, and a baobab tree has fallen. Yes. I mean, uh, one of those things where when it happens, you think, uh, uh, you are in a dream, yeah, and that, yeah. uh, uh, the dream is going to subside. Yeah, but the reality is that uh, the dream uh, continues to uh, to be with us. Yeah, and uh, what needs to happen is to yes to moan, but it's important to uh, uh, celebrate. Yeah, uh, yeah, celebrate a great life. Mm. Great life that touched so many, many people around the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Papa, welcome. One person says that, you know, um, the sound of, of your horn is going to echo throughout the world. Uh, it's going to echo forever in our hearts. And, and, and for me, the sound of the horn is not just, uh, you know, through his music, but it was through his lessons. And and my question is, what do you think, you know, uh, Brahu wanted us as young uh, Africans to know? He, he, you know, he always, always wanted to uh, inspire yeah. young people yeah. uh, to stand on their own, uh, to value uh, their riches, to value uh, their cultures, yeah, and uh, and not to try and uh, sort of uh, look at other people and try to be other people, yeah, except themselves, yeah, and uh, and that is why at times he, he and he was very serious, you yeah. know, about mm. fake hair, yeah, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean, every time you you're with him and uh, uh, young. People, young women, uh, come and ask to take a photograph, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then uh, he says, "No, I don't want to take a photograph with you." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the woman is shocked. Yeah, surprised. they lost it. They lost and it. Says, I says, "Why? Why? Why?" And they, they always think he's joking. And then, so of course, no, just a minute, you know. And yeah. then, he, and then he says, "You know what? You have fake hair." 
that is not your hair, you know. And I'm not taking a photograph with yeah, someone yeah. <laughs> with a fake hair. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also in that, what do we learn from him? Yeah. Uh, we learn honesty. And yeah. uh, he did not care whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. but he would be honest. You know? yeah. yeah. If he's performing, and you're busy chatting away, yeah. he yeah. will stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tell you to get out. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to listen, yeah. you know. And and so and people are shocked, yeah. you know, because yeah. uh, they are used to that disrespect, you know. Wow. But uh, but with the humor figure like he was always, always honest. You know. so I'm sitting here with 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 uh, Pravik Masondo, you mm. know, and uh, I mean, I'm just asking do, from both of you, do you think that Prahu would have made the best principal a school in Namshanj? <laughs> no, that's a serious I, I, question. I, eh? I, I I I think uh, he, he he would lock the gate. You know? <laughs> 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 in, in anyone who's late, you yeah. know. Ah, nah, yeah. You know, he, he would love the gate you yeah. never and give make him. sure that every one of those kids yeah. are, are, are focusing yeah. on what they're supposed to do, you know. And and uh, that is what uh, I always uh, admired uh, about him. Yeah. And, and he never uh, tried to... Uh, to 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 be loved, you yeah. know, by politicians. You know, he was straightforward. Yeah, he was yeah. straightforward. Yeah, in that, uh, uh, yes, he would do certain things for other people, and then at times he would say no. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and every time when he says no, people are shocked. But that is the truth, and that was uh, you must together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, that's true. I mean, uh, before I let you go, I, I just wanted to know, you know, any uh, your personal relationship with him and, and anything that you would really just to, to you no, know, no, no, say No, my personal there. relationship is yeah. that uh, um, uh, at one time, Sister Barbara, when uh, she was uh, the ambassador in France, yeah. uh, then called me and said, oh, my brother's coming uh, back to South Africa. And yeah. uh, it would be good for you guys to get together, yeah. you know. And then I said, of course, you know, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got together with uh, with you, and uh, it was uh, I was said, wow, what a going to be a great relationship, you yeah. know. These artistic guys becoming businessmen and all that stuff. So uh, so we uh, we started we put together uh, the company and then. Uh, yeah, in Tommy Masigela company, and uh, it sounded nice, you know. Yeah, and then um, came time to to meet uh, with other business people, other potential investors, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. Now, what uh, I did not uh, anticipate yeah. was that uh, 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 he doesn't <laughs> attend. Meetings in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk after 11. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then he would, uh, uh, he would show up, you know, uh, very late, 
in Mr. Hubert. No, people have been there here since nine o'clock. You yeah. know, but they're gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it's just but they should have waited. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't come in at work at nine. You know. Yeah. So, so then I, I, and then I, I also realized that he had his uh, own pace. Yes. I yeah. mean, even with recording, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you people would uh, record, get there to the recording studio, and uh, and I remember we were working on another album, yeah. And then uh, uh, guess what, you know, and we thought uh, he was not going to show up, yeah. You know, when everybody had gone, and you know, and they come, where by. are they? You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to to record. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I, I just want to ask something here, you know, um, and, and, and I see, you know, I know that you, you're running a, a program, you know, to obviously honor uh, our legends and while they're still alive, yes. you know, um, and, and, and I, I want to applaud you for that, firstly. You know, because you. I've been... we must applaud Natim Tessa who came up with the idea. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. And yes. I think I think it's amazing, but but I, and I don't want to get into the politics of it. Yeah. But my my, my question is, if Brahu was the minister of arts and culture, yeah, what do you think he would he would change? You you know, uh, one thing uh, what he, he would uh, I think what he would change mm-hmm. uh, first of all. He would look at the SAPC, you know, right, and uh, change everything, you know, yeah, and because the SAPC doesn't represent uh, South African uh, culture, it yeah. doesn't promote, you know, South African uh, talent, yeah. So uh, I think he would uh, make sure, and also I think he would fire. A lot of people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot of people. We know that. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, doesn't, it, it doesn't mean few words. You yeah. know? So, he, I mean, he, he, he was so brilliant yeah. in the way he was yeah. that he, uh, he, he told you straight away yeah. whether yeah. he likes you or he doesn't like you. Uh, not that it maybe he doesn't like him. And it would also give you the reason why. Yeah. I mean, you know, or sometimes he, not. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, and, 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 and that is what uh, we're going to need. Because yeah. Mm, we yeah. had planned, you know, to do a big tribute uh, for, for him in, yeah. in, the, in his honor. And yeah. uh, but which we are going to do at some mm, point, yeah, uh, yeah. as uh, one of our legends, and we were planning to do that yeah. with most of the legends, in that they they go away once they they've passed on. Yeah, that is when we start ta- talking about them. Yeah, you know? and naming places uh, after them or, or yeah. erecting <laughs> statues. Yeah, yeah. And you say, and uh, as as Rico was uh, saying that. Uh, you know, they talk about you uh, on radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are this, and they play your music. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, for days. Yeah, but that's true. Why don't they do it while you're, while still, you're here. still alive? Mm, yeah, you know. Mm, yeah. And uh, I think Claudi so, had a plan there. So we we we, we <laughs> just have to make changes, and that is why we have the, the living legend. Yeah. Because we want to bring about change. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and especially that's the key. Uh, on uh, uh, sort of points of uh, 
culture and also the, just to inspire young people. Yeah. Abdullah Ibrahim has done amazing, an amazing job, not that the others haven't. Yeah. They all did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And those kids were so inspired, you could hear a pin drop yeah. you know, yeah. when he's talking about the music. Yeah, about uh, the, the discipline. You know, you, know? So you and I will, will sit and talk the whole day about this yeah, giant tree. Yeah, I know, tree. I know. I mean, I mean, and I really, the, really appreciate you, you know, just, just calling in and, and, and having a conversation with us. And, no, no, uh, no. Thank you. Thank you so much. And just keep mm. up the good work, guys. Yeah. And, and I'd really uh, like to, make, you know. Make sure when uh, there are birthdays, yeah. you mention the, the, the birthday of Huma Sigela yeah. instead of Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much, Papa. And I'm really, I would really like to, obviously you and I, we still chat more because I'm also pushing the same thing that you are and, and I'm doing it as a young person. So, so no, 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 yeah, we, want young we, we like must you. sit there. Yeah. I still have a lot of energy in me, but thank you for, for calling in. Okay, thanks for inviting me. No, thank thanks you very much. And can All I quote, right. can I quote Babu, what yeah. you would say to Bamsom whenever I saw him? Window at Bamsom! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, sir. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're talking about a legend here, you know, and uh, we hang out with... Uh, Upravik Masondo, and we're just having all these legends call in and and send us their voice notes. Please send us your voice notes. The number is zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. And we've got another legend. I mean, an African star, an international star, that wants to play a tribute to Uprahil. Hello, this is Yusundur from Dakar, Senegal. It's a very sad day for us. I have lost a brother. And Africa has lost a baobab. Rest in peace, brother you. Thank you for everything you did for us. We never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all over the world. Yeah. It's all over the world. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's very hard uh, when you've got a, a friend mm-hmm. um, that knows too many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, and, and, and here's just a, just a general question. Have you, just, just from yesterday up until now, mm-hmm. when you watch the news and they're interviewing different people, was there at any, because you are someone that knew, Brahu. Mm-hmm. Is there any point where you watch the news and you're like, ah, yeah, sha, sha, hello? <laughs> hey, uh, well, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, ah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I want to uh, know. I want to know. Yeah, there are quite a few of those moments. You know, I mean, yeah. it's such a pity because, um, you know, people, uh, whenever you you something like this has happened, yeah, everybody yeah. has got a claim. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, and all of us have known Ubrahim up to a certain level. We cannot claim more or yeah, less. Or less. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you know. I mean, I know some people actually whom. Who did not really like him in life? Yeah, you know, kind of kept the distance. But now, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, I lost yeah. a friend. I lost it. Okay, <laughs> if only you get up and punch in the nose, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you a very interesting mm. question because you know we, we're about to 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 also just uh, talk to Damon, mm. who was uh, you know Prahima uh, Sikela's you know tour tour manager, right? Mm. And and. Uh, and and here's the thing. I just want to ask you a huge question. And we were talking with uh, Ulon Upramsomi. Upramsomi mm. was, you know, we say our legends are not celebrated. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about Huma Sigela, he mm-hmm. was celebrated here. 
and he was celebrated overseas. If the, we're talking about a legend that was celebrated, that is Uhuma Sige. Mm. And what I learned, you know, I learned something that he was he was saying, which I am still learning. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, I mean, he worked with Watandi Samazai. At that time, they were seen as Guaito artists, mm-hmm. you know, where another legend would be like, you know, I'm not going to do that music, mm-hmm. where, where there was a lot of issues with Guaito music. Yeah. Do you think that's what made Brahu become celebrated because he worked with, he adjusted? You know, Brahu was a giving person. Yeah. And uh, I, I really, you know, I, I feel for me that I wish you could be celebrated more. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think we understood the magnitude of who Brahe was. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got it. Yeah. But, you know, um, Brahe was, was giving. He would, he didn't mind. Anybody wanted to work with him. Yeah. He was always happy to be in the space of sharing and, and giving his gifts to the, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was focused on doing that. <clears throat> yeah. Which was, you know, one of the most powerful things about his life. He was never distant. He always wanted to be in the lives of of everyone else. Yeah. Because I also heard what someone said, you know, this morning that uh, Brahu said to him, don't ever call yourself a musician if you can't play an instrument. Because if you, <coughs> if you, if you can't play an instrument, then you're just part of the computer. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, well I mean, Brahe was being very honest because you know uh, what happened is um, we've got people now who have taken over, yeah. you know, because you can spin discs and and put samples together, and then you can yeah. then um, say that you you are a musician. I mean, uh, and again, it, it's been interesting to know that uh, the the people who are taken over in the music now have been more the DJs, yeah, as a and again, and uh, please don't get me wrong there. I don't because I know when you're talking about a, a, a black coffee, for an example. Yes, that's yes. a musician. Yeah, he's a musician. He's a black musician. coffee can play. He can play. He, he, can he play. does all of these things, and we know we know even in his history how we even got he was playing piano. Yeah, until the until accident. the accident. Yeah. You know, so um, you look at people like that who are creative in what they're doing. Yeah, and so but they are those. Who just thought, okay, if I just take the sample, put the sample and, and do this, and then I can call myself a musician. Like, yeah. If I had to remove those samples, could you recreate them? And hmm. that, would be the, like, that would be the problem. Yeah. That would be, problem. That would be the problem. Yeah. Hmm. We're talking about uh, Prahuma Sikela and, uh, you know, he's passed on, but, you know, he's... His, the sound of his horn is yeah. still echoing and it will continue to echo and we're taking your voice notes and, uh, right now we've got a voice note from, you know, uh, George Cruz, who was his tour manager mm-hmm. in the States and, and we wanna, we just wanna hear what he has to say. My name is George Cruz. I live in Providence, Rhode Island in the United States. And in 2007 and 2008, it was my good fortune to serve as tour manager for Hugh Masekela in the United States and Canada. I got to work closely with him, watching him on and off stage, accompanying him to interviews, lectures, master classes, and other events. I had been familiar with his music and a little of his story, but as I came to know him better, he became and will always remain one of my personal heroes. He was, of course, a superb musician, but I remember him most for his generosity of spirit, his wise counsel, his humor, and his profound dedication to celebrating the basic humanity that can and must unite us all. On a break between tours, I read his autobiography, Still Grazing, in which he is gracious and forgiving to almost everyone, but unsparing of himself. 
He told of his escape from the corrosive, systematic humiliation machine of apartheid, his years spent in anger and bitterness and reckless behavior, and how he overcame all that to become the thoughtful, peaceful man I knew. I told him at the time that, having read it, I was prouder than ever to be working for him, but that I was glad I wasn't there for his earlier life, which made him laugh. Some of the memories that came back to me today are not so much of the concerts, although they were of the highest level. I remember him afterwards, patiently greeting and signing autographs for long lines of fans, sometimes for over an hour. The band would be packed up and waiting on the bus, but Hugh would not leave until everyone who wanted a moment with him was accommodated. I would tell him that he didn't need to do that, that people would understand, and he would say that he had promised himself that as an entertainer, he must respect the audience who had come to see him. I remember him teaching a master class to the jazz band at a university in California. He had each section play what sounded like an almost random series of notes and then had them all play their parts together. Now, I am not a musician myself, so I can't tell you what it was, but it was unexpectedly beautifully harmonious. The students were astonished, and we all broke out laughing. <laughs> I remember being taken to lunch by some academics and activists during Barack Obama's first presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. They asked for Hughes' analysis, and he not only predicted Obama's victory, but the obstacles and impediments that would be placed before him. We probably should all have seen that coming, but none of us had Hughes' clear-eyed perception. Mind you, he wasn't cynical. It's just that his optimism was in a longer time frame. And so today I join all of South Africa, the music world, and the world at large in honoring the memory of Hugh Ramapolo Masakela. There will never be another like him, but he will always be with us. Ah, man. And that was George Cruz, you know, who was who was his tour manager, and 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 uh, I saw I saw um, you know uh, I saw a um, a screenshot of the BBC newspapers, and uh, they said you know farewell Uncle Hugh. Mm -hmm. I mean, for someone to be called Uncle Hugh, yeah. And 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 uh, you know, on the line, I believe that we we finally got hold of of, of Damon, you know, who was a, a promoter for you know Uncle Hugh uh, overseas. Um, and let's just find out from him. how's it, Damon. Good morning, sir. Uh, good, good afternoon. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Very, uh, very sad to hear the news uh, yesterday morning about Brother Hugh Masekela, uh, one of the one of the all time great cultural icons. Yeah. On the African continent and around the world. No, man. I appreciate I appreciate you taking out the time, and and you know, um, I just wanted to know that you know what what was the mood like. You know when 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 you know when you went out on a night with with Brahu, you know, <laughs> I believe you've got that. Well, information. I mean, he he was um me and me and many musicians had talked about it. He was uh, actually the last time we did the Joy of Jazz. Um, we had we had a uh, uh, a Sasmo trumpet trumpet summit, and uh, uh, some of the musicians, uh, two musicians, one is James Andrews and Kid Merv. They actually well, actually Kid Merv played grazing in the grass. Uh, New Orleans style for Hugh in Johannesburg, and um, you know, brother Hugh was just just one one to actually bring it. And I remember another time I had some uh, some visitors from the U.S. actually at the Military Park uh, big festival, uh, the Legends Festival, and um, 
uh, he was just human killer, man. You, you know, he was he was an icon, a, a person that 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 you're going to miss, and that probably will never be replaced because he was he had the legendary status, you know. Yeah. In the in the vein, when you when you say Nelson Mandela, uh, you know, people here think of also Hugh Masekela because of the the music and the song, you know, bring back. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, sorry, man. I I know that uh, you know, with in New Orleans, the, the jazz is, is is so huge, you know. And and I want you to kind of paint it for us, uh, you know, for us who are in South Africa who wished to to be able to see Prahu perform overseas. What would a, a just a performance by Hugh Masekela be like in New Orleans? Painted for us. Well, I actually I actually had a chance to perform with him at the New Orleans Jazz Festival. And I think uh, the year 2000 or 2001. Yeah. And um, the same the same closing song that he did in South Africa and around the world. Of course, he did it in New Orleans, but but because Louis Armstrong was uh, said to have given him one of his first trumpets, you know, New Orleans was very special to to Hugh Masekela. Yeah. And uh, he would he would probably inside of himself he would probably you know be proud to uh, to represent and play in New Orleans because. Of the of the kinsmanship that New Orleans has with with jazz, you know, it's being the birthplace. Yeah, and uh, you would you would just get the best out of him, man. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> so, and imagine that, you know. So, you master kill was already great, but in New Orleans, you would just you would just see the very best. Yeah, yeah. Look, I just wanted to find out before I let you go. Um, you know, um, do you guys have any plans to you know like maybe a memorial service or, or a festival that you guys are planning? Um, around, well, keep, around keep, this. keep your eyes on keep your eyes on Nosacon, the New Orleans South African Connection, and Damon Baptiste. Um, uh, our, the Baptiste father and sons, we're going to be opening up the day for the doing the New Orleans Jazz Heritage Festival, and you can best bet and guarantee that we're going to have something very special for um, for, for for Brother Hugh Masekela, all his fans, and people from around the world. We're going to do something very very nice uh, that's fitting. Uh, for the for the for the man known as raisin in the grass. Ah oh, man, Damon, I tell you, it's 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 forty degrees in South Africa, but I've got goosebumps just listening to what you have to say. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, one of the lessons that he Masakila told me personally, yeah, uh, during the tenth anniversary when we did the um, the South Africa, you know, we I was the, I was the actual uh, producer that uh, connected South Africa in. The United States at the Jazz Fest to do the 10th anniversary uh, celebration, and Hugh Masekela was featured, and he would he, he just wrote he said, "Learn, learn, learn, teach, teach, teach." Mm, that yeah. is directly from Hugh Masekela. So if everybody could take a lesson from that, yeah. to learn, 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 and teach, 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 our music and our jazz community will be a much better place. Um, and thank you, Damon. Thank you for, for, for coming on to the show. And, uh, I hope that, you know, when you guys do this special thing, I will definitely be invited because I would like to just see it, you know. Brother, trust me, we will be in touch. Thank you for even considering talking to me about, uh, Somebody we all love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you very much. And that was, uh, you know, Damon uh, all the way from New Orleans. And he was, uh, you know, he's a promoter and he worked very closely with Uprahu uh, Masikela. And, and what I like about what he says, he says, Brahu says, learn, learn, learn. Uh-huh. Teach, teach, teach. And even at the age of 74, he uh-huh. always said, I am still learning. Oh, yeah. 
We've come to the end of the show. You know, it's only an hour and I wish we could talk more and more and more. And there's so many people, so many voice notes. But I just want to say thank you very much, Pravik. You're welcome. Condolences to you. Hey, man. You know, condolences to you and and condolences to South Africa, condolences to the world. Any last words? Ah, The last words, as Brahu was always saying, you know, um, just just keep the music going and... uh, He's, he's famous, you know, he, he had so many big jokes that he always yeah. said whenever he saw you. So he said, just, just, uh, Masondo, whenever you've learned, teach someone. Yeah. And that's a simple thing. And what, you know, through my experiences, I've learned what to and what not to do. So share your experiences, both bad and good, because even your, the ones you hide, yeah. you've got more value to someone to say, I don't like this, but you can learn from it not to be. You know, so in that, yeah, it's very open book. That's the one thing I loved about Brahe. Oh man, what I take from what you just said is each one teach, teach one. one. Yep, a tree has fallen, but its sound will echo in our hearts and in our minds mm-hmm. for a very long time. And I don't think at any point, you know, there'll be a time where these lessons are going to stop because these lessons are going to continue with us, even. From beyond the grave, he he continues to teach us. Yeah. Um, the show is uh, unleashed uh, on cliffcentral.com and uh, you've been hanging out with me, Kasumudupi, and Pravik Masondo, and obviously our producer, Vanessa Tlobatla, and uh, hang out hang out with us, uh, you know. And uh, thank you to Palisa as well, who's just been uh, very helpful for us today. Um, hang out with us next week. Uh, your favorite hour of the week from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Wednesday. Cliffcentral.com.